Pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 49. And today we're going to talk about a topic, and I hope it's not too late. Uh, you still have some ideas that you can use, or you can take these ideas and bank them for next preseason. But today we're going to talk about preseason conditioning. Um, you know, it's a, it's a thing. It's a fine balance. You finally start getting your kids together. Uh, you want to get some. You want you want to get the basketball in their hands, but at the same time, you uh, you want to uh, instill some toughness, some uh, some real uh, gumption within your kids. Uh, battle through some things. Put them in some tough situations that'll hopefully carry over into the basketball season. Um, so here's some ideas that I've used in the past uh, to to get your teams ready, especially if you have a little bit more time. Maybe you're at a bigger school and you have more athletes at your disposal. Uh, but here's a few ideas. Number one, uh, simple one, distance running. Uh, mile, mile and a half, uh, as you build up, maybe two miles. Uh, just a good long distance run every once in a while to change everything up and, and work on your kids' lung capacity and expanding that out. One of the favorite things that I did um, is what we call circuits. And circuits involved uh, 10 to 12 stations that we would set up around the gym that the players have to go through. They partner up with somebody. So let's say you have 10 stations. Uh, you're you're going to need 20, 22 kids. Uh, you're you're going to throw a water station or two in there, or a rest break station. Um, and what you're gonna what you're gonna have is you're gonna have these these 10, 12 stations set up uh, where. The players have to do an intense burst of energy for 30 to 45 seconds, and you get to dictate how long that is. And they're talking, they're communicating, uh, they're encouraging one another. There's constant communication within the gymnasium the entire time. Some of the stations that we would set up is X out layups. Uh, you could do jump ropes. You could do line jumps, you know, side to side, front back, front back. Uh, wall sits, uh, do some medicine ball work some ball handling, uh, defensive shuffle, cone work, working on the back of the hands, hamstrings, sit-ups, you could do vertical jumps, uh, i.e. wall touches, uh, and again, at least one water station, maybe a, a shooting station in there. Um, but you're having them go through this, and, and Susie and Mary are doing wall sits at the same time for 30 seconds, and then you give five seconds to, to shake it out, and then another 30 seconds, and then boom, you blow the whistle, and they have to dead sprint to the next station. Uh, it's a way to hold players accountable. You tell them, uh, let's say we're going to go two full circuits here, and if we bust it, if we talk the entire time, if we encourage one another, and if we go two full times through, um, we're done. That's it. So this can take 25 minutes, let's say, uh, as a as a as a number, or it could take 30, it could take 35, it could take 45. Because what you tell them is, if you're going to do two full circuits, okay, if we do well and we go all the way around once, uh, that circuit's under our belt. But if we drop it anywhere, if I see anybody slacking off, if I see anybody not communicating, if I see anybody not doing what is required of them, and you can be very broad in these ideas, okay, boom, hey, we're going to start the circuit back over again. And it's amazing, once you start that circuit back over just one time, how their attention to detail jumps another level because they don't want to start the whole circuit over again. And so that is that is something that I really like doing. I thought it was a great toughness builder. I thought it was a great camaraderie builder. I thought it was a, it was it's a great uh, thing to build uh, just a level of toughness in your team, uh, hold everybody to a level of accountability, and you move forward. And you very rarely, like I said, if you have to restart a circuit. You don't say, 
oh, yeah, this is this is Mary's fault or this is Jimmy's fault. You just say, no, it's it's our fault. It's our team's fault. If one person lets down, uh, the rest of us are down. And and it's not, it's either all of us or it's none of us. And kind of a Navy SEALs kind of vibe that gives to this situation, this toughness situation. Uh Another thing that we like to do was a ladder work on the football field. Uh, start at the goal line, sprint 10 yards, come back. And then sprint 20 yards and come back. And you got to touch every line. You got to do this, you got to do that. Uh, you can do it in five-yard increments. You can do it in 10-yard increments. You can do it in 20. However you want to do it, whatever fits your team and what you think they need on that day. Maybe get to the 50-yard line and then come back and then work your way back down the ladder. That's another really, really good thing to do. Another thing uh, on the track that we've done in the past, this is really good, uh, stadium steps. So they're, they, you know, instead of running just a mile or a mile and a half around the track, hey, we're going to just do three or four laps. But when you, if especially if you have bleachers on both sides of your field, we're going to run a lap and then you have to run all the steps on your football field and then come back down at the other end of the bleachers and then run around the field again. And again, it's a it's a toughness builder. It is a conditioning builder. It's it's working those lungs. It's working the legs. Um, and it's it's really, really good. Um, a couple of two or three fun things that we did. Um, a couple of fun ones that I orchestrated one that I would do every year and they absolutely loved it is we would create a scavenger hunt on our campus and I would place envelopes you know seven eight ten envelopes around campus and they would have to uh, follow the clues and whichever team found their clues the first and got back to you with all their clues in hand that is the team that won, and and point A would lead to point B, point B would lead to point C. You 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 had to think they had to work together as a team. Uh, we would make them sign a sheet at at a certain one, so it wasn't like uh, Mary or Becky or Jimmy or Bobby can can just not do it. Everybody's got to be into this, and there's pressure to sprint to that next station every single time. Find that next clue. You could be creative where you hide things. Uh, and, and we would pick out themes like one of them, uh, was one year it was an eighties theme. It was a John Hughes movie. So like, um, we would put stuff in the, in the, uh, the library and we would put things here, um, you know, just different things, make them think uh, we, you know, we did a lot of different stuff with those scavenger hunts and they absolutely loved it. It was competitive. Uh, they loved the, the mental part of trying to figure out what you're trying to do. Uh, just, just so many good things that came out of those scavenger hunt days. Uh, another thing we would do is, uh, we would go out to the football field and we would have a football day. We would play a game of, of, of touch football and the girls would play and, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It breaks up the monotony of things. What they don't realize is they're conditioning and they're conditioning really hard and, and they're being competitive and you're finding out who your kids are going to be that are going to make plays, that type of a thing. Um, of course, playing pickup games is the ultimate way to to get your skills in and get in conditioning. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can to play your pickup games. You can go three on three. You can go five on five. Uh, you can put in certain rules. I know that there's certain rules that you can have in your pickup games. Um, golden, uh, for example, you can have a player who, uh, if this if this player makes a shot, it's worth double the points, and we're playing to seven. Uh, you play five minute games, okay? First team, first team to seven, or we're going to end it at five minutes, uh, just because so those pickup games don't drag out for 
forever and ever. No, you're getting quick changes in. Um, you tell a team, uh, hey, if, if this person scores, you lose. It could be one nothing, and if they score the first basket, the other team wins, and you keep track of those things. So there's a lot of different things that you can do in your conditioning with your pickup games that uh, will change that up. Uh, one of my favorite things, I'm going to end on this one. We, we did something... Uh, and a lot of schools have multiple courts. We we have an old gym and a new gym. And the old gym is smaller than the new gym. And this is great to do in the new gym. Uh, three on three full court. And this is a great preseason drill. So uh, let's say you have 18 kids and you've got, so you can divide them up into six teams. Um, and what you can do is uh, there's a, we called it queen of the court. So you have uh Two courts going at the same time. You're three-on-three, full court on both sides of the side courts here. Um, Every time you touch the ball, you only get one or two dribbles. And if you, you know, first team to two, whether that's uh, a three-point shot or uh, two one-point shots, you win and you advance to the queen's court. And that's where you rack up your points. And you have the same concept on the Queen's Court. And whichever team has the most wins on the Queen's Court is the team that wins the competition for that day. And you go that three-on-three for about a half an hour, full court. And the intensity that that brings out in your players, that is a great preseason conditioner for your program. It is uh, it is intense. It focuses on basketball. It focuses them on thinking. It focuses them, your players, on having to know where they want to get shots from, where they don't want the other team to get shots from, who they're going to take away, uh, so forth and so on. Just so many good things that come out. And, and you're turning it over to your players. And that's the best thing about it, is turning it over to your players and forcing them to make decisions as, as things move forward. So, this has been Foundation Friday number 49. I hope this is not too late. I know uh, some states are already in to practices. We are not here in Nebraska. we got another week left to go. Uh, these are a lot of really good ideas. I always enjoyed uh, having these in play, and uh, some of them really stink for the players. But you've got to push your kids. Uh, a lot of times your preseason stuff is not necessarily finding out who can do things, but putting your players in situations to figure out who can't do things and to narrow down that 10 to 8 and that 8 to 7 when it really gets to uh, tough times. So uh, if you're listening, you're on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. Like, rate, review. Get the word out to people. Give us five stars. We just want to help coaches hone their craft. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, the Twitter handle, a pen and a napkin. Hit me up there. Uh, follow us there. Uh, during this election week, I haven't been able, I've just been so locked in on, on watching the election and kudos to all our coaches who went out and voted this week, regardless of who you voted for at the state, uh, local or national level. What a tremendous turnout for our country. Absolutely awesome. As a social studies teacher, uh, that's the biggest victory that we have in this whole situation. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace. Let's stay safe and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.